Max RPG Podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Max! Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. Why, hello, and welcome to Season 22, Episode 7 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. Mac? And I'm Tappy. <laughs> I'm back. I'm still <laughs> sick. Great. Yay. Right, Ooh. I doubt it's I doubt it's contagious. Yeah, you sound very sure of it. You're still ill. And I would like to share my misery anyway. <laughs> uh, in this episode we're Happy Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> <Yes. Right. laughs> in this episode we were gonna discuss props in some manner. Uh, Jeb sends us a note about Fear the Con, a new book, and an observation, which I listened to the episode, and even though I put it in the blurb, mm-hmm. I did not actually put the email in. Sorry, Jeb, we'll have it this time. Yeah. Uh, Drill88 sends us a real horror story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I don't remember why I put phrased it that way. Uh, and Eric from Indiana sends us a tale of disappointment and triumph. Do-do-do. But first, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. We like emails. We need emails. Without emails, we don't know what to talk about. And then it's just us making fun of each other. Crazy, exactly. crazy madness. I don't see the problem. No, it's, it's a problem. <laughs> well, and we're also on social media. <laughs> Happy Jacks RPG, all one word. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And if you find one that we're not on, go ahead and make the account for us. No, don't. No, don't ignore them. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't speak. I don't know. I'm I'm in favor of Stu's chaotic plan. No, no. And then we have to track you down. (coughs) We have to kill you all. I mean, again, I'm in favor of Stu's chaotic plan because I figure I get to do the killing. Is that that possible, actually? Wait, is that chaotic neutral? No. Me? No. <laughs> I'm chaotic evil. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Duh. Uh, if you'd like to watch the show live, if you don't want it in your ear holes, but want it in your eye holes instead. <laughs> well, both, actually. Both ear holes yeah, and eye holes. It's double penetration. Or you could mute. You could mute. <laughs> we can't. Mute. Actually, it'd be quadruple penetration. Oh, my. You can't smell it. That's true. No, you, you have two eye holes and you have two ear holes. Oh, it's double penetration yeah. either way, at least. Yes, That's this is true. true. As long as it's yeah. not double yeah. secret penetration. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, double secret penetration. <laughs> Why do you guys keep letting oh me come back? <laughs> oh my god, can we have a shirt that says that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. We'll, we'll no. sell tens of them. No. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> Point I two. So what? You know what that's going to sell like? What other shirt? <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to watch the show live, you can go to happyjacks.org slash live. We stream the show at 7 p.m. Pacific time every Friday evening. Mm-hmm. Rain or shine. Or blisteringly hot weather. Which is mostly what we have. Thank God I have air conditioning. <laughs> Knock on wood so that it doesn't break. Because that would suck. First email. Oh, uh, no, we're going to talk about props. Oh, oh, yes. I want to talk about props and you what do, makes them. You do a really good job here. But I'm Hell! I want to talk about props that you've either made or received that were very effective or notable or re- brought you into the game or did something of that sort. When, what, what sort of made the prop stand out in your, in your mind as being boss? 
I have a lot of things to talk about, but yeah, I know. Yes. I feel like we've talked about all my props before, though. Yeah, but it's we been can a long time. Less them all together, though, That's in true. one That's place. True. And also between you and me, uh-huh. not everyone goes back and listens to the whole backlog, so they won't know where we're. Oh, this We. And I will need to pause every so often yeah. to do that. <laughs> but I have the cough button. I can, and then I, and then I can. That's really annoying. They don't <laughs> like when you do that. <laughs> Wait, what's worse, the cough button or the cough? Yes. No, this cough button's silent. Yours, yeah. Your switches oh. cli- make a clicking noise. I don't. This have one to. doesn't make a clicking noise. Yeah. Okie dokie then. Yep. It's cough drop. So props. Props. Oh my god, cough drop. Uh, well. There's been an escalating prop war in Carefree High yeah. so far, which is out of control at this point. I'm Excellent. winning. And Tappy started it. <laughs> and I'm, I am losing. I, yeah, I'm currently winning. <coughs> Do you want to talk about the props that you got? Mm. Okay, I guess Drinking. I have to talk about the props Drinking, that I made. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in the first game, I uh, the Carefree High, for those of you who are not listening to the AP, and you should listen to it because we only have five episodes, so there's not much to get, catch up on. Um, uh, the characters are all uh, high school kids <coughs> in the 90s. And so my character... And also monsters. And also monsters. Um, FYI. Yeah. And also crazy sex monsters. Um, and so Max's character and my character are best friends. And so one of the ways that I wanted to establish the connection between the two of us is to make her a friendship bracelet. Now... We have to note, I was GMing that session because I co-GMed that game with Adam. Yes. And so that was the first instance where Adam jumped in to start GMing stuff because I just kind of sat there and was like, uh, what's happening now? Because right. it was just like, here, there's this this actual <laughs> thing out of nowhere. And I'm like, <coughs> what? Oh, God, we're doing props. Mm-hmm. But it also, I think it really helped in a, in a big way to establish not just that connection, but also just kind of throw a monkey wrench in your plans on what our characters were going to do. Yeah, well, I think it threw a wrench in your plans, too. Like, the, yeah, it just of sort things. of snowballed from there. Mm-hmm. And then one of the other games, I brought everybody mood rings. Right. Nice. Right. Because that's 90s appropriate, and that mm-hmm. seemed awfully yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Tabby pretty much killed me, and I right. am actually dead right now. So my character decided to make her character a love letter um, with a rose, because my character's name is Rose. Um, with a poem that I memorized in college because I'm a nerd <laughs> um, along with a poem from a werewolf movie because I do research um, because her character is a werewolf. And old ass clip art. And some old ass <laughs> clip art that I turned into ASCII art. Nice. Yes. And um, a literal actual rose oh yeah, in the box. I, I snuck a literal actual rose into the studio in a box that nobody saw. Um, and I think the, the reveal is one of the things that's really great. Uh, especially if you're a player, but even if you're a GM, the, and there's a thing, rather than telling anybody about it, mm-hmm. that that honest response in the middle of the game, I think is really great. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's one of the best things about having a prop, is it's there, it's exciting, it kind of changes a lot of things, and then people can react excitedly towards it, because mm-hmm. it's, it's neat. It's I would cool. imagine yeah. in a game like Monster Hearts, note passing... It has an entirely different dimension to it, especially character to character, player to player. But well, we haven't done much actual note passing because we haven't been in class much. Mm. Yeah, because oh, really? it's, okay. it's yeah. like high school, all of the CW, where you wonder if they're ever going to actually go to class. Right, yeah. and they talk about their homework. Yeah, 
really see them do it because that's boring. It also took us four episodes to get through one day in the game. (laughs) Turns out out we talked about (laughs) it. But it's never boring, and it's just, it's really fun to see that. And then um, there was another really great prop that Joey brought into the insert coin game that Mm -hmm. he sprung on Sam's character because their characters had gone to space camp. And so he brought her a little robot keychain at the table, and Sam was not expecting it. And it was, again, it was just that extra dimension of like, oh my God, there's actually a thing to react to right Mm -hmm. now, which I think is fabulous. Yeah. I wish I still had my jumpsuit from Space Camp, because it probably would fit Sam. <laughs> That's very cool. Uh, 100% <laughs> would. <laughs> and if it didn't, she'd cut it up and make something fabulous out of it. Yeah, it would be so good. Yeah. But even simple props can be really effective. Like, sometimes it's notes. Um, uh, when I was in Misadventures with Celine, she was very big on props and having, like, printed out um, sheets of paper and a lot of handwritten stuff, and it just gave a little extra something. And a lot of times it was secret notes, so you know, the other players would know you had something, but mm-hmm. they didn't know what you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's really fun. That's, that's very right. cool. Oh, I really man. like pr- props that um, add something, like an element to the game, but are also useful for the players as a GM. Yeah. Um, and, like, uh, I ran a Wild Town Harry Potter thing that I made one time, and I actually, like, went through, okay, actually, my husband went through because he's good in computer stuff, and I found all the spells in Harry Potter for him. Cheater. And I totally cheated. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Um, and uh, like he made little spell books, and uh, we printed them off the right size. Those little cheap plastic photo albums you buy. Yeah. So we bought those, and we made it look like so every player got an actual spell book. Oh, that's so great! So they're able to even if they didn't know what spells were in Harry Potter, they're able to look it up and see. Okay, this is this, and it kind of does this, and then it <coughs> was related to different magic pools of dice they had, which is how I kind of tweaked the, the uh, wild talent system. And those are very cool. That's fucking yeah. bad. Yeah. And then I made wands to go with it because what? you can't be Harry Potter without yeah. a wand. So that was very cool too. And, and uh, the players lost their minds. The very first time that was on Happy Jacks, there were props involved. Yeah. And that was from Oda Sin. Yes. And Stu, you had the um, newspaper. I, I did. I love those. And that was I, the, like, I I the very first time two here. Two or three or maybe four different ones. You did a bunch of them ones. during It wasn't the, a lot. Yeah. But there was a few different ones. Yeah. Whenever something big would happen in the game, I would... Mm-hmm. Like when the, your building collapsed, mm-hmm. yeah. I had one for that. But that was Durr. the first game mm-hmm. that Jesse and I were in, and so it was really interesting to sit down as a player and like right off the bat there was something to react mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although it kind of weirdly seems like it backfired on you in earlier <laughs> episodes, but ended up okay where they found this little piece in the newspaper, which is supposed to be fluff, and then it became yeah. a whole thing. Oh, yeah. that's the best though. Yeah. yeah. When something's supposed to be fluff, and then it. it it becomes. Like I had. Huge. I, I literally had like two or three column inches to fill. Yeah. To make mm-hmm. it look like a full sheet, and I'm like, <laughs> I'll put a little story about a bear attacking a no, bunch no, of campers. No, that, that was well. That was the other game. This one it was the old lady when the in the bar. That was bar. an ad. Yeah, that was yeah. an ad at the bottom of the thing for yeah. the bars. Like she's too old to own a bar. Something's up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's one hundred percent what it was. It was literally so <laughs> good. She became, like one of the biggest characters in the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like Doyle McWitcherson, yeah. man. It is, it is yeah. awesome what, what players like will lock on to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that then you just run with it. Yeah. And that was a cool situation, too, though, because as a new player sitting down, you guys were able to kind of read a little bit about the world and mm-hmm. get a little bit of a, a fluff. A little bit of flavor. Uh, yeah, yeah. Flavor the, that wasn't necessarily like just info dump on you. Yeah. The other thing, the other thing I, especially early on, I've started more than one game with a newspaper. Yeah. Um, or because, at least like a you one know, sheet thing. Degree in journalism. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> but um, one of the things that I like to do is if I have like two or three different plot hooks that I might want to introduce, mm-hmm. I'll 
throw them all in there and see which one the players want to go after. That's true. You know oh, that's I mean? fucking it's just present them to them as like, oh, this something piece of art disappeared from the local museum, or this happened, mm-hmm. or whatever. They can go investigate whatever it is they want to investigate. Mm-hmm. That's so. very cool. Yeah, it was super fucking rad though to come in with that, and it was um, it was fun for me coming in with the character I had as well because the front page story <coughs> was unknowingly for, to the other players about my character, right? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it was the seaside slasher returns, mm-hmm. and that was Asa murdering dudes and not cleaning up afterwards. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yay! Yep. Very exciting. I love vampires. Great game. Yeah, it is. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. The um, uh, I can't remember. Something it was edited with a newspaper, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah. But, oh, um, now I remembered. Uh, uh, Erica Odd mentioned Call of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. Call of Cthulhu's Adventures. Mm-hmm. They give you like in the back of the book. There's props you can construct. Oh, that's cool. Oh. So there'll be like a matchbook. Mm-hmm. So you can like photocopy it or cut it out of the book. I guess if you're hardcore, mm-hmm. cut the thing out and. Put the staple. Take a matchbook apart. Put the print it oh. onto cardstock and make your own actual matchbook. That's cool. To you know whatever hotel is in the thing. That's awesome. Oh yeah, That's really it's great. really cool. There, there was yeah. a, there was a, uh, I think it's a Max Sennar Lathotep has, it has all kinds of newspaper clippings that you can find, and there's all kinds, there's all kinds of different props and things. Maybe when someone else is talking, I'll run and get it. Uh-huh. The back of the book is like. Eight or twelve pages mm-hmm. of props that you can cut out and build yeah. and glue together. That's oh, cool. Talene did a matchbox in Misadventures as well, cool. and I remember like I was there was a piece of it and I w- could see through it, and so I s- started pulling her prop apart. But it was meant to because there was something hidden, and she was waiting to see if anybody noticed oh, it really? under the other side of the paper. Oh man, remember when you're like like ten or twelve years old and you had all the things of like invisible ink. Yeah. You put up the incandescent light so yeah. it would burn, but we don't mm-hmm. have incandescent lights anymore. Or you do like the, the lemon juice yeah. trick. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, man, that'd be so cool. And then you just have all these props that nobody ever really investigated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, uh, people in the chat room are bringing up, uh, like, when you make letters and, like, wait, the way you can age them and, like, scent right. them or things like that. Um, it's uh, oh, really I great. I think it's... Oh, <laughs> I think it's one of the... Uh, I think it's one of the only uh, times a lot of us would ever use cursive anymore. Yeah. Like oh, <laughs> I went through at least a thousand fonts yeah. to find a cursive that my character would have done because I can't do cursive. Oh, yeah. And I can't even, I can barely write. <laughs> Tappy, I teach fourth grade. I can teach you cursive if you want. No, no, no. I know cursive. Yeah, you, just you just can't read it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, those are, those are yeah. great. But, I mean, there are millions too. of fonts yeah. out there that yeah. you can do that are neat. Absolutely. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a complicated prop for um, Phoenix Dawn Command. I wanted to have, um, there's a uh, character called the Puppeteer. Mm-hmm. And he's basically a mask. And there's a field in one place it's called the field of masks and so I kind of took the two ideas of like sort of this weird haunted mask person and this field of masks Mm -hmm. so I drew these masks that were like four different aspects of things that the players feared most for their characters Mm -hmm. and I drew them out and I gave them each like 
a scrap of paper. I'm like, these masks just suck on your face, and they had these individualized drawings. I'm like, this is what the effect is on you when you have these masks on your face, and you have to act nice. accordingly. That's, That's so cool. cool. That's awesome. Also, feel of masks when there's a person who has masks on them makes me think of like people growing out of the ground. <laughs> with masks on them. It's like this. Lo, this is a field where I grow my it's masks. Super yes. creepy and amazing, actually. It's <laughs> really cool. Uh, the harvest will be soon. <laughs> <laughs> you're just cutting the masks off of people, and terrifying. they're like, so they're like L5R. all bleeding from their face yeah. and screaming on the oh. ground and flapping around as you harvest oh, the masks off of them. I'm on board for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> Now, this is for the Care Bears game that I'm going to run. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like a weird reverse Halloween 3 season of The Witch or something, but they yeah. grow the masks organically. Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll be down for that. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've seen... <laughs> uh, I want that to be like one of like the normal <laughs> people, too. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I've seen happen more and more lately is people using social media as a prop, too. Yeah. Like, people creating Twitter accounts and stuff for characters. You did that for <gasps> Mode of Sin one time. Yeah. So it's like, we, there was one that... Uh, you were like dropping hints and stuff, like one of the characters. I forget. The Vampire Hunter. That's right. Yeah. With um, a Y and R E at the end. Right. Please tell me there's one that was Vampire Hunter E. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the next one, uh, Vampire Hunter D, the anime you've never seen. Oh, never sorry. Mind. So it's the next one, Woo. Vampire Hunter E. Yeah. Your joke uh, is lost on me. <laughs> Your mic is not. <laughs> My mic is not on. Yeah. So yeah, it was the vampire hunter had created, like, was trying to get information and trying to convince people on the island that were vampires were real. Mm-hmm. So he had created this Twitter account and was tweeting out, and we were trying to use it to like track him down and deal with that issue and all that stuff. So That's cool. It's super cool, and it's really incredibly easy to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So most yeah. of us doing that all the time anyway. So and coercing other players is good too, because uh, Jib came and played uh, one off. Uh, mm-hmm. With Razor Ridge, mm-hmm. and I wanted to have—I I needed some plot point stuff. And I said, "Hey, do you want to write the letter from your character to the rest of the team? Nice. Here's kind of what I need in it. Otherwise, go nuts." So mm-hmm. he actually wrote the letter for me, and then I nice. dropped that on the table for players. Yeah, there were actually there was more than one. It wasn't just Vampire Hunter. There was also an official Twitter account. Caravel Island. That's yeah. right, yeah. And Bill was actually making artwork for that <laughs> and posting to it saying, Did you ever see any of his I did, yeah. advertisements? Uh, so good. It was pretty awesome. awesome. Yeah. I miss playing that game. It, it, it's like Caravel Island. Views you can dive dive for. Yeah. Oh. Like it was all, all puns about death. Uh, <laughs> it's Bill, of course it was. Puns. Yeah. <laughs> so good. But yeah, that, that's actually a, a, a really good I mean Facebook would be kind of tough to do it on because they they're pretty insistent that you actually Sometimes. have real people yeah. on Facebook, but Twitter they don't really give yeah, a fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can make fake accounts all, all day, day long on Twitter. Yeah. Also, um, I d- oh yeah. Also, what what's the other yes. what's the other one I was using? Genuine Stork. Uh, oh yeah, that's Storks. <laughs> Stork doesn't have access to his Twitter account. <laughs> I mean, eight or nine other other people do, but he doesn't. I told him. I said, "Do you want it?" He says, "Nah, keep it the way it is. He gets a laugh." Beautiful. <laughs> yes. Pretty I'll give you the username and password. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me go. You, uh, all tweets are all caps. Yeah, you can't. You have to miscapitalize everything. And, it, oh, okay. and and at least one misspelled word per tweet. Have you ever read any of my tweets? Okay. And then when <laughs> you when, like and then hashtags the go at the end of the tags. Because he doesn't know how to do it, he's old. Oh, all yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. I want to go to there. All right, <laughs> it's the best. Oh my god, it's yes. Awesome. Yeah. And it always gets more active when I add a few people to it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Until people get bored. Right. Well, I forgot the password, so I haven't been able to do it in a while. But it's the same. Pa- it's the same password as anything else. Oh, okay. 
I always type really hard when I'm typing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want it to I just kind of grumble. Right. I, I see I poke at it with like one finger. Well, yeah. This is how I text this story. But double click that caps lock. No, no. <laughs> um, oh other props that I really love, um, and uh, Carefree High is also a really great example of this. Actually, I don't know if you made the pictures public, but I love the pic- like like groups that find pictures or get pictures or draw pictures oh, of the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Because uh, it just helps like visualize. It helps get everybody on the same page. It helps me get into character. Um, I, I did it for... I mean, it's a little different. Um, I did it for my Salem Witch Trials game originally. Again, Sam actually did it. But I had the idea to... (laughs) But Sam did, like, hand-drawn sketches of all the characters. And they were, like, sitting there, and that's how they picked their characters, is, like, their hand-drawn sketches. Mm -hmm. And then for Laser Ponies, I actually made the little ponies with, like, the little cutie marks and stuff for all of them. With like the targets and like yeah. cigars and shit mm-hmm. like that because they were all bad. It's it's yeah. public for carefree because I did yeah. I did a couple of drawings and then there's also we all pick like a photo in there. Nice, yeah. Um, <laughs> and also on Otherworld London with twelve sided stories, Wes uh-huh. had art done of all of our it's characters beautiful. early on, which was really great too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm uh, the worst at like fan casting. Like I like I want to go find some like random picture of a person on the internet. I don't want to like find a celebrity who looks like my character. Well, that annoys me. I don't the, the reason we did that with. Carefree specifically uh-huh. is because it's like the CW. The, yeah, the CW. Yeah, yeah it's a it's yeah. a nineties yeah. Buffy esque kind of thing. Yeah. So it's like, oh, who would play this? Yeah, no, yeah. that wasn't a critique on you guys. It, yeah. Like Jason asked us to do that for um, Revelations too for yeah. demigods, and I was like, here's my stock fi- footage, like androgynous, yeah, stock photo, like, yeah, picture yeah. with like the thing. I'm like, I don't, well, I don't want a celebrity because then I start feeling like I, I start impersonating that person. Oh. Because I just slip into that's, that. That's one of the reasons why I hate trying to play games in fandoms where yeah. you like actually are like, okay, we're gonna Ooh. play Fireplay and you are playing Captain Mal. It's like, no, mm. I don't want to play that. I want to play right. my own character. Right. Mm-hmm. The the um, when I ran Ghostbusters LA at, at Game Cons, mm-hmm. I turned the character sheet into a prop. That's cool. Because it, they basically each one was like a like a police rap sheet. That's such a good game. So it, it had a, a best place mm. to go and look for. For photographs, mug shots, <laughs> search. Yes, and then and, and you and, and there's historic ones too because mm-hmm. they uh, who was it uh, the Smithsonian or it was FBI but someone put up uh, 1920s and 1930s mug shots and, oh. and there's an, an entire database of them. That's amazing of all these people and it's fantastic. And also mm. uh, in England they did they did a bunch of mug shots. When it probably around the time they first started making mug, sh- mug shots, which probably wouldn't have been much earlier than the twenties, I would mm-hmm. imagine, because it's cool. right when expensive it was, to make yeah. pictures mm-hmm. earlier than that. Yeah. But um, that's a great place to look for photos, especially if it's a game where everyone's playing kind of a love debate, because mm-hmm. then they're always going to kind of look, and you always get great expressions, because especially with the drunk. Mug yeah. Shots. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and then I then I basically just I use a typewriter font. Mm-hmm. And typed up the character sheets, and the first half of the character sheet was like, "Here's the things they're suspected of. Here's known aliases. Blah 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 blah." And then nice. the bottom had all the stats for the character. Yeah, oh, that's so great. Yeah, but that's a it, it, that's kind of a that's a kind of a interesting you turning the character sheet into a kind of a prop yes. is kind of an interesting thing to do. Absolutely, because they're gonna they're gonna be staring at it all night anyway. Mm-hmm. So if you can make it kind of bring them into the what the feel of the game is, yeah. especially. 
with with that because they're all playing characters who are like eh, kind of really on the edge of the law in one way or another. At least those characters were. Yeah, and you can do that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, you can do that with so many different things. Like you're uh, playing Call of Cthulhu. They're like asylum sheets. Like they're they're you know their file from the asylum at the end oh, of the game or if yeah, like the psychiatrist yeah. notes Whatever and stuff is, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that'd be like super cool. Well, yeah. The call, um, this book I just looked in it. It's got about eighteen pages. Oh, of props in here, mm-hmm. and some—I mean, most of them are like clipped notes, but some of them are like letters and uh, uh, business cards. But there's oh, it all looks like there's a telegram in there too. I there did, is a I did, I did a telegram, telegram yeah. for Razor Ridge, and I found a thing online that was a generator yeah. where you could say the to and from, and it would generate it like an old Western yep. telegram. Imagine for uh, the the psychiatrist, your character has to. Talk to the person to like one person over. Talk to them about your character, and then they write the psychiatrist. Ah, about your character. Ah, that would be awesome. That's and then, and, but also, then you really get to like interact with and get to know the characters at the beginning of the game, yeah. and have this cool thing that you made. Right. Um, so one thing that uh, Jessica Drew does <coughs> is she has a game where with her costumer model friends, and they all dress up as their characters. Mm-hmm. Right. That's another thing you can do. Is like especially if your character looks like you, uh, right. but even if it doesn't, you can just dress up as your character, and everybody comes in and kind of gets you like into the mood or just having fun, being ridiculous with each other. See, that is why I went out and bought the Champions LARP. Did you know there's, there's Champions LARP? No. Because Tyler said he would run it because he he was the only one at the time because you'd you'd move you'd yeah. move to East Jesus. Uh-huh. He was the only one I knew who'd actually run LARPs before, and mm-hmm. I said I want you to run it at a game con. Because I already have my character concept, <laughs> oh my and Heather agreed to make a costume for me. Oh my god, it's so good! Oh it's thunder guts. Oh my god, is there, <laughs> why why hasn't this happened? Because he moved. Oh my god, this needs to happen. Yes, it needs to happen. Yes. It needs to happen at a con. A champion's LARP would be so good. Yes, and you just use your phone and you use the stopwatch button for your randomizer. Yeah. You mm-hmm. just look at the hundredths of a second or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean that's that's true. Props don't necessarily have to be within the table. I mean, I always wear my fangs for motive sin. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the chat was not really sure what was happening part of the time, and there <laughs> the were a lot of questions about them. like, we haven't seen this person before. Is that what their teeth actually look like? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Your first time on. Yeah. yeah. Next person who comes on the show mm-hmm. who's new mm-hmm. has to wear goofy teeth for the first like three <gasps> appearances. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be amazing. Although I will never outdo showing up for misadventures in werewolf makeup because I had been in werewolf makeup earlier that day, so I just wore it to the game. Yeah. Right. and like sat at the table with the hood before the game started. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> it was so much fun. That's awesome. You just take. Reveal the hood once you mm-hmm. once yeah. the moon comes out yeah. or whatever. Well, actually, uh, the chat had access in that game to trigger my character like randomly. Every single game they did that. The one time I showed up in full makeup, I think everybody forgot about that. <laughs> so they didn't set my character off at all the entire game. Oh, oh, and then you put him back like, "What the fuck, motherfucker!" <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it was great. It was great. I got a little bit of a break because the they were literally <coughs> breaking my character. <laughs> they probably felt bad. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, costumes are cool. I usually dress kind of like the character, but I don't. I don't usually do costumes unless we like organize that ahead of time. We did that for some of Dave Kazay's games. Yes, I have a. I ended up sitting in a corset for a game. I have an ascot, Ooh. and that's the only reason I have an ascot. Oh man, I've got several ascots. They're awesome. Of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look up online how to tie the fucking thing. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know how to tie this. But you don't wear ascots regularly. No. 
Well, That's don't. actually a little surprising, <laughs> actually, for you. Ascots? Yeah. Well, no, I wore an ascot. Wait, are you talking about an ascot or a cravat? I have no idea. You're talking about a cravat. I don't know. It had a thin <laughs> part, and then it had two wide parts, and yes. it was big. Uh-huh. It was like this long... And it and it was wide and then it was narrow. It's mm-hmm. like the Victorian tie yeah. thing. Yeah, it's a cravat. cravat. That's a cravat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ascot is like what Fred wears in Scooby Doo. Which is like basically a bandana around the neck. Yeah. Okay, it's not that. Okay. That's like <laughs> The more you know. Yeah. Okay, well it was the other one. G.I. Joe. <laughs> I, I, you know what I need is a bolo tie. You I've got this? a whole box of bolos. <laughs> I'll let you go through them. Oh. They're in there before before we leave. Right, cool. they're, they're I imagine you're going to wear it with your tank top. Yeah, though. I'm just going to just wear it like like a, like a necklace. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're there for. Um, okay, is that, is that the horse dead? I don't know. I mean, there's. I think there's so many different things you can do with props. I don't think we're going to be able to cover right. every prop well, you could ever make. Have we have we covered all of the props we have made? No. I've made t- I made, made tons yeah. for the yeah, Elden so game. Yeah, so many. Most of them were notes. I yeah. notes, but I also did like a, a sheet of mad ramblings because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you guys had found someone who had been right. captured and held hostage, and so I wrote as small as I could with a pencil and mm-hmm. in weird patterns all the stuff, and it had all kinds of clues in it. Right. And that when I once I dropped that clue. Uh, Bruce opened up his notebook and said, took all the clues yeah. out, and then you guys had like a forty-five minute session yeah. trying to piece everything piece together, and you pretty much did. Yeah, no, that was super helpful. Um, I think one of the most important props that we use all the time that we forgot to mention was alcohol. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not kidding. Like, like there have been many times where we've brought like thematic alcohol to the game. Yeah, oh, that's and, like, true. Different wines we brought for Mode of Sin. Spaniards Ghost Spaniards always Ghost. had grog. Yeah, right. like, like we. I brought just mead for, for some games. For, yeah, just for fun usually, but it actually kind of does add to it. Like if you're actually drinking grog when you're on the pirate ship. You know, right. as long as you have like, a good recipe. Man, it's all for this? Yeah. What the fuck? This <laughs> sucks. Uh, I actually have to give one more shout out. I just remembered for yeah. a prop that Nick did oh, yeah. for a game I was in. It was a Monday Night Dungeon Fight. Mm-hmm. And basically, it was like this PvP crazy D&D game. Mm-hmm. And he came in, he was dressed up as this barbarian. And my character murdered the shit out of his. Nice. And he's like, you are victorious. And he had brought in this little metal thing he made because Nick actually does some smithing. Oh, that's cool. And he's like, this is like your winning token and like <laughs> nice. gave it to me. So I like won something off of him mm-hmm. by defeating him in combat. Yeah. Right. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's awesome. It was really cool. <laughs> yeah. I think those little trinkets and tokens can be mm-hmm. really amazing. Um, I did that for, I ran... Uh, like a Spanish Inquisition game. Yes, nobody expected it. Make a joke every single fucking time. Damn it. I know. I know. I was a little <laughs> too slow too. I was on it. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> but like the way that game started is everybody was given a, a necklace that had a portrait in it, and it was and it like connected them to the other characters at the table. Um, so that was fun. Those were cool mm-hmm. to make. Michael's is the best. <laughs> I just I want to encourage. Not just GMs to make props, but players to make props for other players. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that it's just super fun. Well, um, when Bill was running a Star Wars Traveler game, Little Man, I fucking hate sketches. Rob. Rob was. Um, <laughs> I couldn't remember his name. I know. What the hell's wrong with him? Oh, I remembered what he looked like, can and I, I remembered his catchphrase. Oh man, can I call him Little Man now? No, <laughs> he, he will murder you. <laughs> And hey, he's been here for the last seven years. So, but um, he 
he he he we made we made traveler characters and he rolled a character who had been like a rear admiral or a vice yeah. admiral oh, or something yeah, yeah. something like He's, that. He's uh, like 14 as a social or something. Yeah, very social high thing, yeah. and and his rank in in the navy was super yeah. high. So he ended up when he mustered out, he got some kind of a ship. Mm-hmm. So he has this ship, and he's starting basically like a, I guess like, like a mercenary company, mm-hmm. something like uh, like like Blackwater or something mm. like that. Right. And um, so he goes along and wants to hire all of the player characters to come and join this thing. Well, I got in the mail my employment contract. <gasps> <laughs> oh my god! So good. Yeah. Holy oh, that's fuck. amazing. <coughs> Wait, Holy Rob shit. Rob sent that or Bill sent it? Rob sent it. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. His character Holy owned the fuck. ship and he was hiring all of them. That's so good. Yeah. Oh, that is so good. Like, I bow to that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Holy fuck. See, that's dedication. And, yeah. But that also just really establishes that whole thing. Mm-hmm. There isn't like this, oh, oh, right, I forgot, like, you're the guy in charge. Or somebody, yeah. like, talking, like, as an equal or something. It happens sometimes at like, the beginning of the game until, right. like, that gets set. It's like I have an employment contract. You are my boss. Yeah. Oh yeah. I signed this thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. It came in the mail. <laughs> it came in the mail. Oh my god. <laughs> That's, That's so, so good. Cool. Yeah. Rob does really cool shit. Yes, he yeah. does. <laughs> uh, and as you can see from our reaction, I mean, I'm sure he just like wrote up a little thing or took some boilerplate shit and changed a little bit and yeah. then sent it out to everybody. Oh yeah. But. The reaction to that kind of thing is just so good. Yeah, oh, yeah. and to get in the actual mail and not like, oh, here it's at the table and like yeah. that. Holy fuck! Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he actually mailed them. That's yeah. insane. And he, I don't remember him asking for my mailing address. He probably already had mine, but some of the other people, he probably had to get it served. Well, he had to show up here though. to play that game. No, it was at Bill's house. Oh. He'd but definitely been here. Before. He was. Yeah, he'd, been, he'd certainly him. been here. Yeah. but other people got him too. But like, I don't know if he knows Stork's address. I don't know. And I think got one too. Yeah. No, I don't remember. Anyway, but yeah, it was it was pretty cool. But it reminded me of I used to play uh, diplomacy, play by mail. Mm. Wow! Wow! Yeah, this is that a long time took, ago. That took a long time to do. Uh, it was one month turns for spring and fall, oh, and then God. it was sum- summer winter, which is the build and remove, was a two week turnaround. Mm-hmm. So you had to turn in orders really fast for that, but the rest of the time you had one month mm. to, to communicate with whoever you're going to communicate in and get your orders in. Uh-huh. Wow! So and then they then they the, the the woman who ran the game was running probably ten or twelve games at a time, oh. and she oh. would and she would get it and produce a zine and then mail that to everyone who was playing, and you'd get it and it'd have all the moves of every everyone's games and it'd have a little picture of the map and show what the map looked like after that turn. The amount of work that that would take gives me hives. Oh well, <laughs> well now you can do it online. Wow. Yeah, yeah, but, but still, then I mean, that is awesome. Oh yeah, that's super cool. This is in the eighties. This was, was in she, the eighties. Were you Making guys paying her to do that? Yes. Oh okay. It, it costs like still. five dollars a game or something like that. Oh it was yeah, not but this is that was that was very expensive back in what forties. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was uh, it was five dollars <laughs> is a good wage that back then. I was in probably minimum wage. Yeah, no. I was in, I, I was in high school, I think. So eighties, it, it was early eighties probably, yeah. and and there were actually I, I I I went I don't remember how I found out about it, That's so cool. but I I, That's I got cool. some kind of resource for it. Maybe you got the zine. <laughs> no, no, I I didn't even know about those, but I got something. It was a, there was a magazine that every so often would have it, like an article about diplomacy, mm-hmm. and in it in the back there was an ad, 
and I got one of these zines, and it turns out in every one of the zines, they list all of the other zines. Oh. That, that, oh but at the time, there were probably 20 of them. Wow. All wow. across the country. Wow. And it, it was fun. I mean, it, a lot of the games never really made it through to completion because someone would disappear. Mm-hmm. And then they're always looking for someone to take over someone else's country. And they're already down to two armies. And they're not in their home mm-hmm. ports anymore. So you're, you're just... You're, you're, there's no way you're going to survive more than a couple turns. Right. But it was fun. It was very fun. The chat room has informed me that in 1985, the federal minimum wage went up to three fifty an hour. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I made minimum wage in 1985. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Should we go on to the... Yeah. yeah, so that, was yeah. <laughs> that was a yeah, rousing conversation. Yeah. Right. A little, little unorganized, but still very good. <laughs> yes. No. Have you seen who's sitting at this table? I know. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> a note about Fear the Con, a new book, and an observation from Jeb. Hello, Venerable Venable and the Boostags. Nice. This is Jeb, no Jeep, uh, with a mo- uh, post-mortem for Fear the Con 11, which happened in May. Uh, okay, no, I guess it was more recently. It, mm-hmm. was in, it must have been in June, I guess. Um, I think he sent this a week yeah. ago. Uh, which just wrapped up last weekend, probably weekend before. Uh, after 72 hours of drinking board gaming, geek, geeky music from Mike Mason, Mikey Mason, sorry, and RPGs with friends old and new, it took me the better part of a week to recover. So much fun ought to be illegal. Highlights for me were a steampunk Firefly game run in GURPS. Yeah! yeah. Um, of course, uh, in which Captain Mal one shotted my Alliance operative with a critical hit to the head. The entire table erupted in cheers as I threw my arms up in defeat. Moments nice. like that are the reason why I play RPG. I am no mere hedge. Right. Hedge. <laughs> alliance. Alliance. alliance operative. <laughs> I'm no mere hedge alliance douche. Uh, also of note was the con ending fiasco game. Sergeant Dan and I always combined forces for that. And this year we had 15 players show up for it. We split into three tables and ran Fiasco in Star Trek, 1930s Los Angeles, and World War II post D Day, like Kelly's Heroes or the Dirty Dozen, only way worse. I bet, well, it's Fiasco. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> we made so much noise laughing and shouting that the con organizers threatened to put us in a room separate from the rest of the con, which is probably your plan all along. Yeah. yeah. I don't see why this is a bad thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, when I, all last weekend when I was sick, I watched a shit ton of World War II movies. Oh, yeah? Um, I watched uh, The Big Red One with uh, the mean-looking guy with white hair. I'm terrible Patton. with actors' names. No! I also watched <laughs> Patton, which is one of my favorite movies. I love watching Patton. George C. Scott was fantastic. That's Even though I think they were actually making fun of George Patton. <laughs> um, oh, and then uh, the Pacific mm-hmm. on from HBO. Yeah, that's a good one. And then next on the next in line is the Band of Brothers. Ah, oh, mm-hmm. Band of Brothers is yeah. so good. I've seen it, but it's been. I've a watched long it like time. four times. It's so good. I love that stuff. I also I watched an amazing movie called Dunkirk. Yes, yeah. holy shit! Yeah, no, yeah it came so out like good. last year. Yeah, yeah. so good. good. Oh my god, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. very quiet film. Yeah, for a war movie. Well, yeah, yeah. Except when it isn't. 
Except when it isn't. Yeah. And when it isn't, it's frighteningly loud. <laughs> but for most of the time, it's like, we're sitting on a beach. Yeah. yeah it's hurry up and wait. Yeah. Right. There's they a use, lot of hurry up and wait. Yeah. They use silence <coughs> so effectively in that. And it just, like, it builds your anticipation and it makes you so stressed out through the oh, whole yeah. movie. But it's like, Do oh, you know what the premise of it? No, I'm just sitting here staring blankly because mm-hmm. I do. The, 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 the premise, it, it's, it's early no in idea. World War II, mm-hmm. and the Germans made a major push through France and basically pushed the French forces and the British expeditionary forces all the way to the beach uh, opposite the English Channel. Yeah. Right. And they're basically stuck there. there there's units that are trying to hold off the, the German army. Mm-hmm. And they're stuck, and there's a lot of water between them and where they need to go. Yeah, they can't so go anywhere. also, like, inexplicably... What I'm hearing the is there's no monsters in it except for that man is the real monster. Well, yeah. So yeah. that's probably why I didn't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, inexplicably, the, the Germans stopped. Right. And so there is time for them to evacuate, but they didn't have any ships to evacuate them. So people, like normal people, just Spoilers. went and got ships. Okay. It's and history. I'm just kidding. It's not really. <laughs> it's not really. <laughs> it's just kidding. Total spoilers but, but the most terrifying thing is... There's literally hundreds of thousands of troops sitting on this beach. It's a big ass beach, yeah. waiting to get rescued. And all of a sudden, here comes a German plane. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna strafe them. Yeah, they just yeah. Fall. <laughs> yeah. and you know, make a little line of dead people, and then off he goes. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, that's it. but that, that's it. There has not been a really good World War II film for a long time, and that one was really it was good. Really good. Yeah, there was some shit, especially in the '80s. They made a terrible World War II film well, yeah. in the '80s. At some point, they're going to stop making World War II films because there's not going to yeah. be anyone that remembers anything. Oh, man. Like, no, they'll move on to World War III, we need, which is yeah, happening soon. We need more World War I movies. World War I is the most terrifying war ever. It well, is. That is some there's scary There's also shit. some like, crazy bullshit. Like, at yeah. about this time, like a little bit before now, like the stuff that was going in the caucus was insane because the Germans were actually literally fighting with their allies, yeah. trying to get the oil fields that were there, and um, it was oh yeah, just fucking insane. I yeah. mean, I you did. totally had it's like a reality show, yeah, but of nations instead of Kardashians, but they're acting the same way. Yeah, I did watch one. <laughs> I did watch one film that was a World War One film, for, and, but it was from the German point of view. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I can't. It was on Amazon hmm. Prime, and I cannot remember the name of it. But that was also a very Man. good movie. Yeah, there's a spy also, movie yeah. during that time would be really cool yeah. because there's so much intrigue. Oh yeah. There's also Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going over the top. Oh yeah. yeah. So good. Uh, let's see. The con <laughs> saw the release. The con saw the release of my new book of RPG advice and adventure seeds: Random Encounters Season One Omnibus. By Jason Brick and Jeb Brack. Yes, Brick and Brack. <laughs> did you guys? Beautiful. Did you pick your co-authors because of that, or if you <laughs> did, I applaud you. <laughs> <laughs> or was it just fate? Right. It was, yeah, the most serendipitous thing ever. It's available on Amazon.com, and there's a link that I will try, or try strive to put in the show notes. Yeah, don't you dare read that. <laughs> but if HTTP no, has oh forward oh slash no. forward slash Amazon has, this great, <laughs> Amazon has this great feature called the search function where you can type in Random Encounters Season 1 Omnibus. Yeah. I bet or, if you type in Brick and Brack, you probably will get well, there's probably a company called Brick and Brack that makes brick. Yeah, but there's like a giant list of things that will come well, up. Well, then yeah. you get I mean, your you book get and you get some random brick brack, and it's all great. <laughs> Jason Brick or Jeb Brack. Yeah. If you search for either one of those, you'll probably find it. Yes. I'll try to put it in the show notes. I really will. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I will. No, I will. I, I did the illustrations and some of the content, and I think it turned out pretty well. 
check it out and post a review if you feel so inclined. Excellent. Finally, a question or observation, if you will. It seems to me that in a con game, you can focus either on the system or the story, but not both. Hmm. If you want to show off a great system you're using, then the players will be focusing on that and not on their characters or the role-playing. I tend to give a very brief intro into whatever system I'm using. This is GURPS. Yeah! So here are the skills and attributes. Roll three dice and try to score low. Uh, then I get into the story and try to get the players to forget the mechanics as much as possible. What do you think? Thanks, guys. Hope to see you at, upcoming, at an upcoming Fear the Con or at a strategic con in the future. We will. That's more likely. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I do want to go to a Fear the Con. Yes. Yeah. They're just... Far away. Uh, it's actually a good time to travel because it's not like a three-day weekend or something like that. It's still far away. It, it's kind of, it, well, it's Missouri. It's not that far. It's not as far as Gen Con. Gen Con's farther. Far, yeah. No, that's fine. Indiana's. Yeah. And then there's... Strategic like Con is 29 minutes from my house. <laughs> that's true, yes. Strategic Con <laughs> is much closer. <laughs> All right. Um, so... Jeb, not Jeb. Not Jib. Jeb. Do you know how long it took me to figure out that Jib was an acronym? Yes. Really? It is. took me forever. Like... Last week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, son of a bitch! He used to write that in his emails. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> his are the really, really long ones. No, no, no I remember those. Oh, okay. I just didn't remember. No, 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 like, yeah, <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's Jim, and there's some other shit because we already nice. spent yeah. two hours reading his email. So. Right. Wait, what was his name at the beginning? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and then Genix shows up and calls him Jason. I'm super confused. I'm like, Jason's not here. <laughs> oh, you mean Jib? I refuse to call it that. So, do you agree with him? You're um, either going to showcase the system or the story. Well, in a like, con game. At cons, <coughs> the character sheets are holding you back, man. No oh God. Like, <laughs> no. I, I focus 100% on role-playing. Yeah. Right. And I, I will just... Whenever I'm, I'm running a con game, I usually know the system like the back of my hand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I can fuck with it to the nth degree on a dime, and nobody cares. Nobody, <coughs> you know, we're just out here to have fun. So if I'm running a system in like Wild Talents or something, mm -hmm. I'm just fucking making shit up for what the NPCs are doing, what people are in, like. I want to do this power. Sure, you have that power, and it's these dice, right? Because um, it's all about getting them immersed in the role playing. Because you got four hours. To have a great time mm -hmm. and worrying about the numbers, I love numbers. You do, but worrying about the numbers in those four hours is kind of boring. Yeah, right. I tend to do a combination because I find that people are more comfortable with the game and with the role playing if they know a little bit about the system. So I do, and it's the same exact thing every time. It may because I'm a teacher and that's how I do it. But like I start off with okay, characters. Let's um, you know I have them flush out the characters because I usually just have them with stats and then they get to name and like do all the like the glossing over it um, and then I'll uh, start the story and then usually it's like the first 15 minutes someone has to roll for something and that's when I'm like okay we're going to pause here for a second let me explain the mechanics of rolling and why you roll this way and so that way I can actually use whatever they're rolling as the example. So it's not stopping the game. Right. They're rolling whatever they were going to roll anyway. And I'm just explaining to everybody what, how it works and why it works that way. So it's like that teachable moment. And then from there I find people like, oh, okay, that makes great sense. 
and then they kind of roll into it. And sometimes people have more questions later. Most of the time they don't. Um, but then you can just like on ramp into the RP, and they—it's not like they're like looking at me every time for what dice they're supposed to roll, because usually they can figure it out by like their third roll. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, if you have something super complicated like D and D, where you have to look up a bunch of really specific mechanics, I think he is correct. If you have something like Wild Talents or even you know Powered by the Apocalypse or something like that, like. There's very little system to have to explain. Once somebody does it two or three times, it's like, oh, okay, I got this. Well, the, the, when I, when I ran, I ran uh, Traveler Mongoose Traveler Second Edition at the, the last con I was at, mm-hmm. the February con. Mm-hmm. That's lots of numbers. Well, and we did character gen, mm-hmm. so I think I said everyone could have like a two-term limit or a mm-hmm. three-term limit or something mm-hmm. like that. And we spent like the first hour, hour and fifteen minutes making characters. The system after that isn't. Very very difficult. Mm-hmm. It's like roll your, add this modifier, add your skill, roll dice, add to it, and so so mechanics wise, it's not hard. But you get to showcase mm-hmm. the character generation system, which is one of the best parts about the game. Yes, it is. And the, all, the nice thing was everyone actually got to make their own character and then decide who this person is. So they really had they came up with their characterizations. Mm-hmm. I think faster than would generally happen if you hand someone a pre-gen because mm-hmm. they got to actually go through the process. They didn't get to pick what character they were playing because that's not what happens in Traveler. But they got to go through the process of making the character. So it was their own. Yeah. So. I that, love that. Go, go ahead. Uh, I, like, we've started doing that and I've started doing that not so, for Wild Talents, I, there's too much math involved, so I usually, like I said, you know, just have the stats and they get to create the characters around the stats. Right. But you know, with demigods, when I ran that at the last con, and when I've done like simpler systems like PBTA, um, like I love having them make the characters at the table. Mm-hmm. Is it? I find it even though it takes time from the role playing, it increases the quality of the role playing because they fi- they have that ownership of the character. They created it. They have that idea in their head. They're not trying to. Wrap you know their take around what you've already made, mm-hmm. and I, I it worked out so well at the last con when I did that. It was very cool. Full disclosure: I have never played or run a con game. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, but coming from the outside and as somebody who wants to and just hasn't had an opportunity to, for me, it's very much going to be role play. For me, is king. Right. Like I've done, uh, I've been in one offs and I've run one offs, which are very similar, I imagine, to a lot of con games and setups. Especially if somebody's just coming, sitting down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want them to have fun. I care more about that they're getting this role playing experience that they enjoy. I prefer them just, just tell me what you want to do, mm-hmm. and we'll figure it out and go from there. And we'll flesh it out. We'll make it happen. I would much rather they focus on enjoying the story and finding their character's voice than be stressed about. The mechanics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'd rather just like tear up the fucking rule book and throw it out if it's getting in the way right. of people having a good time and yeah. and doing the role play part of the gaming. Yeah, absolutely. But what will the forum say? <laughs> <laughs> do, do, you, do I look like I care? <laughs> well, <laughs> bringing up the character sheets again, I think actually character sheets are key to how easy it is to integrate role playing and and the math okay. into the session. So, so a. I was very drunk then. Yes, but yes. The, the intent is not that you shouldn't have character sheets. Right, no. But exactly that of, fuck the mechanics, let's have fun. Right. No, th- and I'm not saying, I wasn't countering, like, not and having character not sheets. not the mechanics, but don't worry right. about it. But, um, like, my wild... my back out of the middle of this. <laughs> 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 but, but, like, the, I went around and I found wild uh, talent character sheets that 
have like the dice pools completely on each thing. So if they're rolling athletics, they don't have to add anything to each other. Like it's just right there. You roll. It says seven d. Oh, okay, roll seven d tens. So like the the simpler you can make the mechanics on the character sheet. I think that also leads to great role right. playing because mm-hmm. it's it's more of a guide that they don't have to worry about and they know concretely what their characters can do exactly and that is very important. Um, it's just don't get bogged down with the minutia right. or okay so what you can do so there are these different ways you can attack so you can do a normal yeah. attack or you can do a stunning attack yeah. or you can do a sweep yes. attack or you can uh, no. yeah right. or just have that all in your like, <laughs> like if that's like I would never run a system like that but. If, if that is part of the system that you're running, like have that on the fucking yeah. character sheet so you don't have to say it 80 times. Right. So they don't have to keep asking that. So they can look down and be like, wait, what are my three attacks again? Oh, okay, swiping, sweeping. Okay. And that way it's like there for them and it's, it's like well, helpful. That, that's one of the problems with Hero. Because yeah. they do put that on, on the, the like the, the character sheet designer. Yeah. They do put it on the character sheet. And the character sheet is seven pages right. long. That's yeah. <laughs> There's a that includes tables and hit location tables and all kinds of stuff, <laughs> right? which is very Lord. handy. But, <laughs> oh, I remember man. that one time we played Hero for the uh, D and D game. Oh my god, that was the worst <laughs> thing. That, that was the worst choice ever. That was so bad. Although I, I really kind of liked the cool powers I got. Like the resurrection thing was pretty cool. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that was a lot of work for. Oh god, this is terrible. Let's never do this again. Right. This combat is taking longer than it took in D and D. Fifth edition with no, no, no. nine. Fourth, fourth edition. Oh yeah, fourth edition, fourth edition. with nine of us playing. <laughs> and, and combat was, was slower. It was Ooh. like six hours of combat. That one time was like eight. Yeah. When Stork went down the hallway wrong. <laughs> that was still in fourth edition. No, yeah, I know. Yeah. I just I said the wrong thing because I was thinking how many people were playing while I was talking, so the numbers right. got mixed. That's up. a whole bag of nope for oh, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn. God. You're that not a tank. You're a squishy mage. Why are you wandering off alone? I know that's what his character does. I know. That's what Stork does. That's what Stork's <laughs> characters do. <laughs> Pretty much all of them. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Jeb, for the email. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I will try to put that in the show notes. That is good. If you want to email me and remind me, that I'll know for sure that I'll do it because you'll <laughs> yeah. email me and I'll go ah I'll do it right now. <laughs> oh, You're assuming he's gonna listen to this. He will. <laughs> oh, he will. He better. Uh, <laughs> origin of my horror stories from Drail eighty eight. Who would like to read this? Uh, it I says horror story, so I do the be thing. Sad about you should it. do that. Oh my god, there's a lot. Of I get excited whenever I see horror story. Greetings, happy jackers. I've told a couple horror stories here and there over the seasons of the best RPG podcast on earth. But thinking back, I've never told you my origin story, my first ever horror story. Let's take a step back to when I was a young teenager who was at odds with his parents. Dumb young me decided to uproot my life and seek shelter elsewhere, namely to hit up a friend's house a couple miles from home. Let me tell you about my quote-unquote friends. They were a young couple with a small child living in a rundown house owned by the husband's dad. At the time, I thought they were cool, but only after living with them did I see the major shitstorm I barely got out of. They were messy, as in the entirety of the house was damaged, bug infested, and had layers upon layers of grim cigarette smoke and garbage. And they had been living in this house for a couple years at this point. Also, electricity only worked in half of the house, so going to the only bathroom involved going on an expedition in the darkness where mutant bugs lived. This is all to set the scene. I was young, dumb, and desperate not to be under my folks' roof. So when they took me in, I turned a blind eye to a lot of things. 
Husband is a loud verbal jerk. I looked away. Husband would rather use his money to pay for cheap beer. I bought food because I thought I was trying to help. Husband want to, uh, want to buy video games and hog all of the time on the TV that I brought. I say nothing because they are my home. The husband was a bad egg in the worst kind of way. I'm kind of getting this feeling, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, as in I as in believed himself to be a channeler and could call the spirit of the god he worshipped into him. There was also an altar to these various gods the two of them worshipped in the living room, which I had cleaned multiple times, but it always ended up looking like trash. Husband was also a fan of his own version of Wicca, which involved bloodletting and speaking the names of the gods to grant him good luck for the day. There are some of these practices I can get behind, but a lot of this just sounds awful. Uh, blood sacrifices sound okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what really, I was it's ask. like not the problem. It's like the grime on top of it. Yeah, yeah. like because I mean, if you want to have ritual no. sacrifices yeah. and bloodletting, like yeah. more power to you. Literally, because you have prayed to the old ones. But the, the, come on, don't clean your house. Yeah, <laughs> they smell like broccoli. They really do. Broccoli. Well, that's why they smell like broccoli. But they they are very pungent. Broccoli. Mm-hmm. I walked in like, oh, tappy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if, if you want, I have some keto chocolate bars. No, I'm not. I can't have that. Okay. That's I'm sorry. Good. All right. Are we good now? Can you can are we, you, can are we you seal that now? up? I did. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Your mic's not on. Because I was eating. <laughs> because I was eating quietly. I know. We can smell it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad you submitted this email. I really enjoyed reading half of it. Tune in next week for the rest of the email. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we got pages to go, girl. Let's keep going. I'm working on it. God, literally, there's evil gods in it. Literally, God. (laughs) Uh, I am a non-denominational Christian. However, I do not judge people for having a different faith. So if they want to worship another god, sure, you do you and do no harm. Except these gods were made up. As in, they had wrote fan fiction about these gods online and were actively worshipping those fictional characters as gods. I'm sure you're curious by now what all this has to do with RPGs. I was starting to get that kind of feeling. Well, let me tell you. (laughs) Thank you. These people are the ones who introduced me to Dungeons and Dragons. It was me, husband, and wife. The unholy trinity. That's not actually in this paper, but I think it should be. Yes. Uh, I was running the game and had no idea what I was doing, but we were having fun. Until I noticed that the characters the two of them are playing are the gods they worship. I say nothing, because it's just a game. But one night after husband made a roll to seduce the barmaid, and he said natural 20, I looked at the dice. Dude, that's an eight. You can't just make up what you want. So these are gods that cheat on dice rolls. Mm-hmm. That sounds like what gods would do. Yes. Uh, cut to the next day. Wife saying that I have to leave because, and I fucking quote, he feels offended that you badmouth the god he believes in and you make him uncomfortable to be around. I had been there for about three months at this point. Hold on. His Wait, invitation. I have to deconstruct this sentence. You yes. make him uncomfortable to be around. Yeah, I, I noticed that. I think the intent of that is maybe not that, but I, I, I get the gist. He is uncomfortable to be around, and it's your fault. <laughs> right, right. So you need to get out. Yes. So my husband is more comfortable to be around. That makes it better. And we can clean again. <laughs> uh, or not, as it seems. Uh Let's see. I'd been there for about three months at this point at his invitation. When I asked why, wife just shrugged and looked away. He said you make him feel uncomfortable. That if he wanted to wake up naked in the morning and drink goat's blood, he shouldn't be judged. Which is fair. Who hasn't <laughs> wanted to get up and drink some goat blood? No, no. Grimy, grimy Again, goat blood. But you blood. have to drink it. Out. No. 
the goat blood's fine. It's yeah. the fucking glass you're drinking it out. Exactly, exactly. Well, no, that's why you have it sealed in, you know, where are they getting? Bottle. I where can the guarantee house. you they do not have it sealed. These people do not. They're, they? getting, they're getting it from the screaming goats you like so much. Ah, those ones? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that, those are the Then why do you needles. think they cut them and drink their blood? No, no, no. That's why they scream. <laughs> right. yeah. Just don't don't cut the, the the fainting goats. Those are awesome. Yeah, they're pretty cool, but they yeah. are easy well, to catch once they faint. You can just <laughs> zip. The thing is that they're just scared of blood. So you cut them and they faint. That's right. <laughs> I wonder if a screaming goat could, would set off fainting goats. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. I bet so, but let's do science. <laughs> And then it sees it fall, it thinks it's dead, so it starts screaming louder. It's just this <laughs> constant circular thing. Oh. Where can we get these goats? Uh, we'll, we'll talk after the game. Yeah. Or the, uh, we're not playing a game. I guess we're playing a game in my head right now. It's, can I get through the rest of this letter? You Second can. edition. Uh, <laughs> in the three months I bet that... <laughs> shut up! Sorry, stop being funny. I can't! <laughs> In the three months I'd been there, I had fixed their house, fed their child, got the wife a job at a place I knew, paid their electric bill, and had put up with clouds of cigarette smoke that to this day give me chest pains. I think at that point you should own the house. Uh, I packed my shit and drove away. Last I heard, the guy had run off with another girl and had a warrant out for his arrest. Honestly, when I look back at all of this, I'm surprised I came out sane and still liking tabletop RPGs. With love from Texas, Drail88 on the forums. P.S. If this gets read... (laughs) I'll send a success story next time Woo. as the story has left me a little down in the dumps. <laughs> well, we are literally go- in the dumps. That place was a dump. <laughs> I think it's technically called a squat at that point. Oh, well, they stopped paying rent. That's what you do in it, and then you don't clean up after. Have they stopped paying rent? Tapping no, I think no, no, no. It actually isn't because somebody they're they're, they're Ooh, legally. Really Otherwise, it's not abandoned. If it was abandoned, and then they were just staying there, that's a squat. That's a squat. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, and we're really glad that you stayed with the hobby. <laughs> and why though? Why would you? I'm shocked. But we've, why? We've had some emails about the the people's first gaming experience, and some of them are pretty horrendous. This this is the worst I've ever heard of. Oh, we had a no. lot worse, dude. The murderer one was the worst. We Wait, what? Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. I haven't, I haven't, yeah. I haven't listened horrible, to that episode. Horrible, this is relevant to my interest. <laughs> yeah, D and D literally saved the guy's life because. Whoa! Yeah, I, I don't. Oh, know. that's that, yeah. that was what? the gang guys. Yeah, yeah, the gang guys. He just, he started like these guys. Evident, like he started like DMing for them, and they liked the game. And he found out that like because he had been running a game, he found out when they they had been sent to his house when they showed up at his house for time they were supposed to kill him. But because he ran a game for them and they liked it, he lived. That's not a horror story. That's amazing. <laughs> right. right. That sounds like my next <laughs> movie. I'm going to write this fucking movie. Holy shit. Are you kidding me? No, I swear to God. That was his email. Oh, that's so good. It was amazing. Oh, man. I, I'm going to have, have to go back cool. and find find what episode that was from. But we were all just like, oh, my God. That's also- crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just looked it up. Oh, yeah? Dogs and goats do not cohabitat very well. No, but the chat room called it Goatception. When, <laughs> when it was like the screaming goat and the fainting goat setting off the screaming goat setting off the fainting goat like back yeah, yeah. goatception no actually oh my god it might be energy I was about to say it's a new yeah. power source yeah, yeah. yeah. right <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. the fainting goat falling it's over again and again and again we call it goat power <laughs> oh yeah and then there was the online game masturbating dude the chat room reminded me of that no. Online game, what? Yeah, oh, the guy. Okay, okay, yeah. maybe there are worse ones. <laughs> there are worse. Yeah, right. I, I bad. <laughs> yeah, by by comparison, I'd rather come for the goat blood and stay for the D and D game. Let's, <laughs> and then let's not and forget. In the future, burger. let's just call that the Donald Ducking incident. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yikes. Moving on. 
Um, Tale of Disappointment and Triumph in one con game. Eric from Indiana. I'll read half and you read half. Okay. Okay. Eric, Indiana, Indiana, Eric, Indiana. Sorry. Eric. That's okay. <laughs> I don't get that reference. All right. <laughs> the I, music man? Yeah. Sorry. I know. My, mo- my mom it's is. Spo- it's angry. actually supposed to be Gary, Indiana. Yeah. Oh, okay. If you'd sound something like that, I probably would have. I don't no, know. No, I don't know why I ever. Yeah. It's all right. Go ahead. It's okay. My mom only taught theater for 39 years. She's going to disown yeah. me if she ever listens well, to this. Well, it's your actually, job as a daughter to ignore what your mother teaches. Yeah. That's every. every that's Every child's prerogative. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my first role on stage when I was eight. Oh yeah, it was Winter. Yeah, yeah amazing. Cool. From Eric in Indiana, aka Balder on the forums. Hello, Stu and the monks of Dushum. That's us. There are no monks here. Forgive me, for it has been over a year since my last email. <laughs> I was prompted to write over a comment made by Stork in season twenty-two, episode four, where he commented about a player leaving in the middle of the game. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, we talked about that. That was very Uh, heated. Last year, I wrote in and asked for advice on running games for the first time at a convention. I ran four games in Savage Worlds, Weird War 1, Rippers, in a (coughs) colonial setting with two sessions each. You gave some awesome advice, which I took to heart. It was Gen Con 2018, which hasn't happened yet, so I'm guessing maybe... Maybe he meant 17. 17? (laughs) Could they be a time traveler? Any other year. Oh, yeah, time traveler. Uh I had a low point and a high point in the same game. It was my first season, of, a session of Weird War One game. The characters were especially uh, suited, uh, selected unit that uh, that was to break through the Battle of Somme. The Somme. Somme. Ah, oh, mm-hmm. thank you. To investigate, I should. I don't watch World War Two movies that much, so. Investigate. World War One. <laughs> oh yeah, World Weird War. Sorry, you're right. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> Obviously, Wonder Woman. Same theater. Shut up. Rumors of the Germans experimenting on troops in a small French town Uh, I had five players And the game seemed to be going alright I had three men and two women at the table One of the guys was a little more quiet and reserved Than the rest He was participating but for the most part Was just following the lead of the others I had no sense of displeasure And did attempt to involve him in the planning and decision making They they just reached the outskirts of the village And it was about uh, About halfway through the session Through the set session, I had a small 10 minute break. You need I told, to figure out what to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. break. I told them we would meet back in 10 minutes. I used the restroom, haha, and passed the quiet guy in the hall and said something like, see you in five. I sat back down at my table and only four players returned. Wah, wah. The quiet player did not come back. I admit, it threw me for a loop. Oh yeah. There had been nothing to indicate he was not having fun, at least not that I had seen. He gave no acknowledgement to the displeasure. Uh, I even asked the other players if I'd been unclear that we were going for another two hours. They all said that they had understood. For about ten minutes, it threw me off my game and knocked me out of the narrative. I put it put down in my head. I could see the table of uh, assholes. Uh, I see if my table had assholes, like the four guys who decided uh, to go on a werewolf p- panty raid. Oh, it was this guy? Yeah, I remember that email. Yeah, sorry, a werewolf panty raid. Yeah, really? it was. It was bad. Uh, uh, yeah, the GM had set up this uh, thing. Questions. How is how is this bad? <laughs> well, the 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 in the email, basically, he'd basically set up all these women to be victims that were also werewolves. And, and he had four hor- three three or four horrible, horrible players guy. who were like, "Yes, we break- let's exploit this." Yeah, we j- break in their house. We smell their panties. We steal it. Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah it was not good. Uh, Werewolves uh, should literally eat those people. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, should have. <laughs> okay. Um, panty raid, but it wasn't. I was certain I'd su- screwed up somehow. Thankfully, my players were great and supportive. They helped me get back on track and then stepped up uh, their play. Soon, we were pulled back into the story. 
Second two hours are some of the most memorable I've ever had. Go, Tabby! Let me set the stage. The soldiers were being experimented on by Carl Mengele. Mengele. And being turned into beastmen for the front line. There was a schism between the German lieutenant and he about this project. My players found this hook, bit it, and exploited it to the hilt. I loved it. Then one of the most memorable moments in gameplay occurred. The group was on the top floor of the chateau where Mengele was experimenting on the soldiers. Due to their persuading the lieutenant to look the other way, they encountered little resistance entering. Unknown to them, two German shepherd dogmen were locked on the top floor. Uh, They heard a crashing from behind a door, and one of the guys fired blindly through the door. I'd expected the characters to fight two dogmen, and then have them recognize a tattoo from one of their former comrades. Then one of the women's (laughs) players did something I hadn't expected. As the dogman burst down the door, she yelled, Sit! (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) And I quote, Asserted her dominance. Oh my god. Yes! Who is this woman? I want to be friends with her. (laughs) I told her that would be a persuade roll at a minus six, which she was unskilled in. The dice gods were with her, and the D4 exploded for a roll of 24. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> what could I say? I said, it sits down with its tail tucked between its legs. Next up, an initiative with the other woman players. Following the first lead, she asked, We have dried rations or something like that, right? I'm pretty sure they haven't been feeding these guys. I'm going to offer some to the other Aww. to see if I can make it friendly. <laughs> <laughs> yes! In light of what had just happened, I went with it. Again, I set a really high difficulty persuade check. She rolled a 42. (laughs) That's the answer to everything. Statistically improbable, and I will probably never see the like again. Yes, because it's improbable. Uh, While the two of them had been telling me what they're going to do, I've seen the look of, what the fuck, (laughs) on the two (laughs) two guys' faces. When I said they had basically tamed the two dogmen (laughs) after the two back-to-back moments of everybody holding their breaths as the rolls kept exploding at the table, (laughs) erupted with cheers from all four players. (laughs) It was excellent. Nice. Um, The boss confrontation became armored juggernaut weird scientist meets can openers of his own design as the two dogmen shredded the suit and made dog meat of him. It was the high point of the con for me. I wish the other player had stayed to see it, but then maybe it wouldn't have happened. Uh, I thank you all for showing the way of yes and, for without its teaching, I never would have gone with the taming of the encounter. Yay! Excellent. Uh, The two guys did get to blow stuff up as a parting shot to their German brethren. They blew up a tank outside the chateau. Everyone still at the table said they loved the game. I really wish I knew why the other player left. I would recommend that if you find yourself doing that, send the GM something via email or through GMHQ, as I did, uh, as I did think about that for the rest of the con. Uh, thank you, Happy Jacks, for turning the railroad engineer into something more freeform and fun. Every student, Eric from Indiana, Aka Balder from the forums. Yay. Oh, that's so good. That's I love when oh, players yeah. come up with random shit where you're like... Oh my god, that's so good. Let's yes. do it. Yeah. It's it's oh. it's impossible yes, yes, yes. to do, but I have to say you can't 
let someone leaving the table bother you, especially if you don't know why they left. Yeah. He may have gotten an emergency phone call. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you literally have no idea. It may have n- had nothing to do with the game. Yeah. So mm-hmm. to obsess over it is not going right. to do anyone any good. And it's it's just as likely it had nothing to do with you. It had to do with some other circumstance. Maybe that guy was sick. Maybe that's why he wasn't acting like he was getting into it. Maybe he's coming down with something. Yeah. And he went, yeah. it's like, oh, I don't feel good. I'm going to go back migraines. to my room and sleep. I've Who had knows? a couple of times where I've been at a game and I've had a migraine set off. And oh, yeah. you just you need to get out of there. Oh, yeah. It happens. Or, or he could be a terrible person and doesn't like role-playing with women. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. You have the no way of knowing. Knows. So you, you really can't let that get into your head. and mm-hmm. And rattle around and, and throw your game. Yeah, especially. I mean, well. it's, it's hard. It's hard to. It's much easier to say that than it is to do that. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. Well, but especially if you wasn't get any like negative vibes. If the player mm-hmm. wasn't like super bored or like annoyed or you know right. they were participating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it just wasn't the flavor of game you was hoping for. It's yeah. Like I wanted to, you know, machine gun down giant hordes of troops, and instead I'm a. Or maybe he agent. was expecting a really gritty game. Because yeah. it's World War One. Mm-hmm. Well, I bet it's Weird War One. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, however, that second bit. Oh yeah, fucking rad. Oh yeah, that's, that's fucking so rad. good. And I looked it up. Carl Mengele was was Joseph Mengele's dad. Mm. Huh. Mm. Interesting. Because I'm, I'm like, wait a minute, Mengele. That's World War Two. Yeah. Amazing. I just figured you made up. Something like that, but if it's really his dad, that's very interesting. Yes, smart. I don't think his dad was actually no. a war criminal, though. Maybe no. he was. I don't know. Well, I, maybe he was experimenting on people and make them German German shepherds. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's no, there's no link to a Carl Mingola web page, mm. so I'm going to assume that he probably wasn't a war criminal during World War. No, probably, probably not. not. I still, like the trend we're cool. seeing, though. Of uh, of women in games like taming animals and like turning them to their will, I'm like yes, because uh, the chat room's reminding me that we had the girls in the the little girls in the D and D game. Oh yeah, where the dad like was like had expecting them to fight the wolves and then they ended up taming the wolves and like turning mm-hmm. them on the their the bad guys. It's like a thing, and the little cat girl. Oh yeah, right. Nah, silver medal. That was the best part. I just really love it when when players. Have a novel solution yes. to mm-hmm. a problem, yeah. and yeah. then you, as a GM, get to explore that with them. Yeah, and you're like, when you're the railroad engineer, you never get to explore anything because no. you know where it's going. Right. And so that whole novel solution just—it's super exciting. Yeah, yeah. I love that when I'm a GM. Mm. Absolutely. Next. Cool. All right. Um, yeah, there's really not much about Carl Mendelsohn. He's mm-hmm. born in 1884 in Hochstadt. That's nice. But it didn't say he served. He probably served. Oh. Eighteen eighty four. He probably would have served. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be he'd be relatively young. Yeah, mm-hmm. in his twenties. Yeah. I wish I could remember the name of that World War One movie I watched. It was so good. It was old. Mm-hmm. It was old. It was probably from the seventies. I'm gonna guess. Uh, they made good. Yeah. They made good war movies in the seventies and sixties. If yeah, mm-hmm. if you want to, a good yeah. spot. if anybody wants to like have a really good uh, YouTube show about. The Great War, you should look up oh, yeah. The Great War, and it goes week by week, exactly as it happened 100 years after it happened. That's so cool. And so it's a 10 minute thing every week, so we're now in season 5. Season and it's going to be wrap, wrapping up? Well, next yeah. Next year, right? Is no. It 19 in, or 18? No, it's, it's probably November 11th. Mm. Okay. Because it's the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, is when 
The war ended? The war ended. Okay, I don't... I believe. Okay. Somebody in the chat might be like, you're wrong! <laughs> but I believe that's when it ended. It's numbers, so you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. I'm looking it up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, November 11th, 1918. There you go. Nice. All right. All right. So that's it? Yeah. I think we're done. Where's the thing? I need the thing. There it is. Thank you for joining us. Oh, fuck. Thank you for joining us for Season 22, Episode 7 of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. I'm Mac. And I'm Tappy. And that's it. And we'll see you next week, Friday, 7 p.m. Pacific Time, right here on the same Splat channel. Yep. And uh, we got... Yep, check out happyjacks.org. L5R this weekend, right? Yes. Okay. Happyjacks.org slash schedule. See all the games that are coming up. We have uh, L5R on Sunday. I think we have Monster Hearts yes. on Monday. Um, next Wednesday, we're off. and then. Is we'll there anything tomorrow? Friday. Is there a one-shot thing tomorrow? Uh, there, yes, ShadowCon is happening tomorrow at 5 p.m. This? Or is it, next it, weekend is one-shot Saturday. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. We'll leave the song. Yep.
silent. The hour was eight o'clock. I put my shift and apron on and headed for the dock. The old man cried, "Boy, check me, boy!" I'm sure I could have found a better suit than that by far to buy for eighty pounds. Do me wave, Take a warning when ashore, or else you'll meet some charming girl who's nothing but a whore. Your hard-earned cash will disappear, your rig and boots as well. For Yankee girls is tougher than the other side of hell. Tell me where.